Hi everyone, welcome back to Love Yourself Without Likes. My name is Molly Segi, and I have a very special guest all the way from Israel, Rabbi Dr. Ooh. Benjamin Epstein. Um, so welcome. Thank I have you. I have a lot of questions for you from both because you're both a rabbi and a doctor. I have some questions from a psychologist point of view and like from a rabbi and more spiritual point of view. So let's get started. Let's rock. Okay. So from I'm gonna start with the psychologist point of view. Um, okay. Okay. So what issues do you see kids face with social media? What issues do I see kids facing with social media? I think, well, from like a clinical you know, perspective, what I'm seeing in my practice is people wanting to stop using social media. Like people are texting me late at night, knowing I won't respond, <laughs> but I'm seeing text late at night. Yeah. I was like, what do you want to do? Like texting at two o'clock in the morning? Um, <laughs> Also, because I'm in Israel. So sometimes I'm, I'm Zooming with people in America. So they're just like, it's like ridiculous. Like they'll be up at three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning. It's already morning here. Yeah. And I'm like, should I be texting with you? Like, I should not be texting <laughs> with you right now. Because it's, it's fine. It's nine o'clock in the morning for me. But it's like, wait a second. It's four o'clock in the morning. Oh, uh, bad idea. Yeah. But it's like, I can't stop like watching Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like I can't stop watching these shows. And obviously it's it's coming from a place of, of avoidance whatever it is, you know, but like this feeling that they have and they really have a hard time stopping it. And um, so it's, it's more that than, than anything, not like people feeling like, Oh, I get depressed when I watch, you know, Instagram or Facebook. I'm not seeing a lot of that. I'm seeing more people feeling like they want to stop using it, but they're not able to do that. So that's pretty much where I'm seeing the issues. Where are you, where are you seeing the issues, Dr. Molly? Uh, from what you said about how you can't stop I think it's once you go into like once you're exposed to this environment and once you're exposed to having all these apps and everything like there's no way to stop you can't get out of it it's hard to because there's no halfway yeah everyone around you is doing it so you feel not even pressured like you also want to be like everyone else and do all these things um and I know, I know I had one of my friends on the podcast and he has no social media at all. And I've talked to him about it after. And he's saying like, he's so happy that he never got into it because there's no getting out. Like it's impossible. You believe it? I, I do believe it. I'm trying to get out of it. I'm trying to get out of it. I also think it's the generation. That's what everyone does. Like I, I'm, I'm trying to get out of it, but my friends are still on it. So it's kind of hard that I can't. Some of them, like, I can't keep in touch with as much because their way of keeping in touch is through social media, and I don't have that, so it's kind of hard, but, yeah. You'd have to pick up the phone and actually call them, and, like, God forbid. yeah, no, God forbid. Why would I ever Ew. 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 Talking on the phone? Ugh. No, I don't talk on the phone either. Like, it's it's just, like, I'm I'm terrible at it, but in terms of, like, I remember, like, having conversations with people in therapy and, like, realizing, like, halfway through, like, oh, my goodness, you had this very, very serious and potentially life-altering conversation over text. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. You, I mean, yeah. like you, you broke up with that person. You asked that person out. You, you know, you had this confrontation with your parents about this. And it's like, whoa. Yeah, it's it's long. Whoa. <laughs> like, what did they look like when you said that? Like, yeah. I don't know. I was nowhere yeah, near them. Like, it's so hard to read the tone. That's also another you thing. You can't. It's impossible to read the tone. So I've, I've had literally in the past week, I've had so many instances where I'm like, what did you, what do you mean by that? Like literally send me a recording. Cause I don't know how you're trying to say that. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, again, the, 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 the poop emoji and then like, you know, <laughs> the shrug and I'm like, I'm not, I, 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 are we, in, are we, are we, are we, are we in a fight right now? Are we <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Also, KK. KK means good things. 1K is not a good thing. Oh, yeah. You already know. And the period after. Oh, my, yeah, but we don't get a handbook about that. No one tells us these things. It's just, it's like unspoken rules that everyone knows that, like, especially like teenagers, like, if someone says you K with a period, like, absolutely, like, they're pissed at you. Like, they're really mad when you did something yeah. wrong. Yeah. Well, not 2K. So this, this, this interview is getting 2K so far. I'll let you know if we go down to 1K. Okay. Thank you. Let me know. Okay. So. I want to ask you what advice can you give to people who are struggling with their social media usage and their addiction? I mean, the fact that they're struggling with it, meaning it's, it's interesting to use the word addiction because I used to be so hesitant to use the word addiction. I used to be like a little bit of like a snob, like mm-hmm. you're not addicted because like it doesn't feel like the, like the DSM diagnosis of it. Like where's your, mm-hmm. you know, where's your withdrawal symptoms or something. And then I heard a really beautiful, um, beautiful uh, definition of addiction. I'm going to look it up. Do you mind one second? Cause I didn't prepare my notes because uh i'm a little bit uh <laughs> absent-minded um, I, I, for everyone listening out there uh molly is is the daughter of one of my dearest friends uh G- can i say his name or is he yeah, protected his name. <laughs> we talked about him uh rabbi dr gaby seggy also also the niece of of rabbi dr danny seggy uh, i'm sure aniel seggy has a rabbi doctor after her name also but uh <laughs> not getting it and they're they're two of my favorite people in the entire world also, your grandparents, uh, your, your, you know, your grandfather, Tom, uh, was probably, you know, I, honestly, and, and you'll forgive me for getting personal. I mean, can, can you imagine, you, you, can, how old were you when you passed? I was seven. Okay, so I don't know how much you, you know, in terms, like, he, he, I could never see him touching social media. Mm-hmm. I could never see him being like, I, like, it wouldn't even make sense to him. He was such a, a present person. He was such a, a present, and your, your grandma also is somebody who is yeah. so... I mean, she probably posts a picture on Facebook, you know, just because like, that's fun, but like you're, she's, you're able to do it in a balanced way. Mm-hmm. But um, so this definition, we've got to focus with my ADHD with, with his definition of, of, of addiction um, really, you know, succinctly puts it together for me. He says addiction is a complex psychophysiological process. And he say that it manifests in any behavior check this out, that a person finds temporary pleasure or relief in and therefore craves, suffers negative consequences from, and then has trouble giving it up. So like, think about that. Like that's, we're all addicted because we enjoy getting the like, we enjoy, you know, checking the, the, the Twitter feed or, 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 or putting, um, uh, you know, a picture on Instagram and seeing so cute, gorge, pretty, heart, heart, you know, just no. like, hey, we got kids. We got kids. I know what's up. I mean, I'm not good at it, but we're suffering negative consequences from, but all the more so has trouble giving it up. Mm-hmm. And like, the more you start to realize that like, whoa, this shouldn't be this hard. Mm-hmm. Meaning like I, I can, I can stop eating that cookie and I could stop, you know, um, I don't know. We're not going to talk about your vices online because, you know, we'll talk afterwards. But most of the things that we like, yeah, I could I could take a break from that. But it's like, I can't stop doing this. Mm-hmm. And like, we, we rationalize. We say, like, well, it's the way I stay in touch with people. It's the only way to, you know, do a business, et cetera, et cetera. But like at the end of the day, you know, I think there's a the movie on Netflix now called The Social Dilemma, which I really oh, need to watch. I'm obsessed I, with it. I literally watch it in every. Right, because because it's it's top it's talking about what you're. You, I mean, like this guy Tristan Harris, mm-hmm. it, he was in there. He was in the middle of like the Google design, and he was just like, "This is unethical." Mm-hmm. Like forgetting about what you know, whether we're like you know what the the bottom line is. Like, is it ethical to like pull someone's attention and change behavior, and 
it's doing it in a way where you don't even realize it. Yeah, it's so it's, scary how it goes on behind the scenes and we don't even- And there's, there's, good, there's a lot of good. Like, look at what we're doing now. Like, <laughs> we're connecting virtually. Meaning people, I've met people online. Not people like, like you know, met, met, who I've met afterwards. Of like, I feel like I know them. There's Torah being shared. There's wisdom being shared. You know, the basis from Nirvana once, you know, tweeted at me. I'm like, come on, this is, wow. this is yeah, right? Right? Right. That was, that was a highlight. It was like six years ago. It's been all been, social media has been all downhill since then. But, um, you know, if you're struggling with it, you know, we have to make a serious din v'cheshba, like a real, you know, gut check about like, okay, you know, what are you willing to give up for this? Because until you're motivated to do that, until like the pluses of giving it up or the negatives of not, ha- of, of doing it, you know, outweighs the positives, you're not going to do it. Meaning it'll be, it'll be t- percolating in your mind look you you have you have the podcast and it's not like hey did you cancel you know your social and you're like no because i'm not ready to do that yet but like i think it's even great that you're asking yourself the questions like really start asking and and talking about it and i think it would be helpful when you have like peers doing it with you like like having a buddy do that with you Mm -hmm. um like people who are like observe shabbat for instance, if they know that their friends aren't on devices, it's just easier for them. And, and ask them, I ask them like, like in therapy, I ask like, so when you're not on, you're checking your phone, like, you know, how do you feel? And they're like, such a relief, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just like, but the second, I don't touch my phone Saturday night. That's my thing. Cause like, I just, it just, it's just stressful. Mm-hmm. It's like, and nobody's calling. No one's, if you have an emergency call 911, right? Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> you know, but like, you know, what am I going to check? My emails, check my WhatsApps, check, check the, if the adult, you know, the canes won or lost, you know, mm-hmm. we'll check if the canes won or lost. But <laughs> other than that, other than that, you know, it's just like, so if you're struggling with it, you know, it's really, it's really, I don't know if you need to you get therapeutic help, but it's really something you want to talk about with, with your friends. Cause it's not your parents. Mm-hmm. You know, again, you want to be open with your parents. You want to talk to them, but like, it's really that's because you need that social connectivity. So if you're not getting it in person, you're going to get it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And so if you're really struggling with it, it's like, what, what, what about it is so compelling to you mm-hmm. and don't think you're smarter than it. And don't think you're stronger than it. Cause you're not, your brain isn't, isn't wired to be that way. You know, they, 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 they found like um, a quick fix. What's the word? That's not the word, but whatever. They found um, some sort of, you know, that dopamine kick that we get with the likes Mm-hmm. Or that feeling of just like that in, what's it called? Uh, with the, re, sorry, you can't even see the faces that I'm making right now. Because like, Molly's like, I can't guess what you want to say. Right I have no clue. Oh, it's it, it, the slot machine, intermittent reinforcement was what yeah. I was going for. Were you going to guess that? Mm-hmm. No, it's just like, you check your phone. <laughs> you check your phone. It's like, ooh, maybe I got a like. Ooh, maybe I got a WhatsApp. And you're just like, I'm just going to keep refreshing till I get, ooh. Oh, I don't oh, want that. Another one, yeah. Another one. So you get that kick. And so like, but it's never enough. Mm-hmm. It'll never be enough. And, and that really is going to tie into like a, a, a more of a broader theme of, and I think you're, you're really touching on this with your show is like, what does it mean to be enough? Mm-hmm. Like how, how, how is being enough going to be based on some random dude liking my, my, my twerking on TikTok? <laughs> too, graf- too graphic. What's up, Gaba? I know you're listening. Gaby's like, he's like, stay away from my daughter, Benji. I'm like, trust me, Gaby. Um, and I'm not going to diagnose. I'm not going to diagnose you online, Gaby. Don't worry. Private, private sessions. <laughs> um, no, I I really agree with you because I've since I've been going through this with this constant battle with social media, and if I want to stay away from it and not, I've had a friend who's had the same had had has had the same journey as me, so it's been a lot easier when I know I delete all my apps and she has also, so I can share that experience with someone. And 
that 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 because the whole thing is 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 we want to feel connected we we that is a basic meaning this tapping into a basic human condition of wanting to be um and we think that this is okay we're constantly connected and we're 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 never present we're never really present with what we're doing because it's always for the next leg it's always for the next you know fix lahavdil and you know it, you know if people were asked to estimate how many times they reach for their phone they grossly underestimate it you yeah. know it's like, I mean, I'm curious about what triggered you to even start this. I mean, you're just looking around saying like, oh my God, like our parents are right. Like the fact that they're crying and screaming and they're on their phones too. Let's be honest here. Yeah. My dad, there's not even, a, we hear from across the house. My dad is blasting a Facebook video, laughing right. at it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think you should share for your listeners a, a video or an audio of, of, of the guy by laughing. I think that'll, oh, that'll be he, it's not even funny how many times I'll be trying to have a conversation with him. And all I hear is on full volume <laughs> Facebook video. So I, 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 I feel like I could share this with you, even though we, we, we don't really know each other. But I feel like I feel like we have a connection that if I was in high school, if me and your dad and your uncle and the various vagabonds who we were at the time <laughs> during when YouTube and TikTok oh, existed, oh we would either die or get rich. That was it. There would be yeah. no halfway. You're like, okay, guys, we're either going to die this Sunday or we're going to get really, really famous. Yeah. Who's in? I can't even I mean, imagine. I can't even imagine. It would, it would be so irresponsible, but you know. And, and look, it, there's some, there's, it provides something. And, and my kids are doing these dances. And again, if you're not listening to the lyrics, I'm happy. They're up, they're moving, they're, 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 they're doing their thing. They don't, they don't post it even. Oh, it's fun. scare me so much that little but, kids are doing right? it. No, but there's these insidious messages. And we, we want to, we have, again, this is, I got to throw, because I got the rabbi in front of my name. You know, we talk about like this week, Hanukkah is coming up. And like the Greeks weren't trying to kill us. They were just trying to like, take away our culture and what made us unique and what us made us special. And like, we sometimes lose that. Like it was, it was like getting lost in the assimilation and we're so careful about what we like bring into our house. Like, you know, does it have a kosher symbol on it or not? But like, what else are we allowing in? It's like, wow, this could be a lot worse. You know, how our kids feel about themselves and the values that they, that they look up to. I Meaning, like, do you want to be famous no, we don't want, but like, but deep, but in our head, it's like, whoa, I could be famous. Mm-hmm. Like I see everyone else who's famous, you know, and I'm not to be famous. No, but like you, but, but people want people, Hey, I want to be Hannah Montana. And then you say like, Oh <laughs> shit, that didn't, that didn't turn out so well for her. Okay. Justin Bieber. All right. And again, I don't know any of the TikTok stars because I can't even, they're, they're, they're really not worth following. Yeah. And yet who knows? It's crazy know. how like, it's insane how much, how much fame they've gotten from literally just doing like a 10 second dance on TikTok. It's crazy. Like Charlie D'Amelio's net worth. I don't, I can't even like think about it. She was like in a Super Bowl commercial, but like for what? Zero chance of being a functional human being. Zero. And again, that's not nice that we shouldn't judge people wishing her all the best. I don't even know who she is. How can you be a normal person after this? It's so hard. It's really hard. My dad talks about this all the time about how kids that are just getting out of no, not Charlie. Your dad has lots of speeches, by the way. Your dad, yeah. like, click play. All right, Gabby, what do you think about this topic? Boom, and he's just like yeah. four hours later. I'm like, dude, do you even have notes? <laughs> no, he 
he was talking about how he's like a lot of his business is just having face-to-face conversations and getting to know someone and he's really good at that but he's very good yeah he's 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 literally the amount of people he's just we went on our road trip we he met someone on the golf course we ended up going to their house for dinner like in Branson Missouri like the randomest place ever we went to their I mean, house for dinner and it was like he thought know your dad. I know you I know your dad that doesn't sound right that sounds that sounds textbook yeah, That's- me and my sister were like, this is not, like, safe. Like, we're literally going to this random person's house, whatever. It was so weird. But um, he was saying that, like, kids out of college are not able to have a conversation and they'll be checking their phones. And he's just having trying to have a face-to-face conversation because that's what his business is about. And it's really scary to see how that's how our generation is starting to develop. I, I can't remember the exact quote, but there's somebody's like, you know, we've, we've, we've gotten to the point in, in our society that, you know, you can't go a minute without reaching for a device. And, and if, I mean, again, if, if you're blessed to, to observe Sabbath, so like, you, like you, feel, you know what that's like to have that freedom of just like, okay, like I don't have that on me, but we've also had that experience of like, well, we left the house and we thought we left the phone okay. and there, that's mini panic attack. And I'm Zen Ben, like I'm super chill. <laughs> It's that I felt the same way when I left the house without a mask, like and it was I was on my chin. I was like, oh, you know, I'm like like this, and I'm like, yo, dude, you okay? I'm like, no, yeah, I'm 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 chill, I'm chill. But like, I was not chill. Like, you lose your phone, it's like or someone's like, you know, it's like you think you lost your phone. It's like, wow, like we have a really strong, um, unhealthy relationship to these devices, and and um, if we're not aware of it, and we, again, even talking about it, um, you're saying, well, what does that do? It's just like it's just creating an awareness saying, I want to work on this. And it's setting up, you know, basic things that you really try to stick to in terms of like, you know, not bring it into your bedroom, right? Mm-hmm. Like really like, you know, strict rules that, you know, we're going to, they have, um, what's it called? Like screen time on, on the yeah. Apple phone. On the phone. And it's like 10 o'clock comes around. It's like, would you like an extra 15 minutes? Be like, yeah. you know what? I'll take the rest yeah, of the night. That. Yeah. It's like, you know, you shouldn't have given me that option, but now that you give me that, and like, that's, yeah. that's all. Imagine somebody like, yeah, okay, I'm ready to shut it down. There are people that do that, and God bless them, but they're not listening to your show because mm-hmm. they're, they're. But but most people who I know, um, if they're not making, and it's really great that you're talking about it and and, and creating and spreading that awareness, because because like people are like, oh, what's the point of just talking about it? Because when you start asking yourself the questions, at some point, you know, you're gonna get off the train, you're gonna get back on the train. But like, the more you make it part of your conscientiousness, mm-hmm. as opposed to blindly just going along, it'll be a lot easier for you to have healthy barriers, but knowing that it is, it is, it's not, there's no easy picture other than just breaking your phone in half and moving to the Cayman Islands. Yeah. That's a, that's always like a fantasy I have sometimes thinking about right. it. No, but um, I've actually, I've actually even seen, I have to find this quote. I've seen like where even monks who are not really connected at all, mm-hmm. will feel like they're not able to have that type of meditative experience because it's in the zeitgeist now it's in like the 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 atmosphere that there's so much you know uncertainty and there's so much you know weirdness going on Mm -hmm. like even if you're like ultra orthodox you don't have any connection to like you know the thing somebody showed you the what somebody brought you the iphone showed you and they're like hey did you see this clip it's like it's you can't you can't shut it down you can't live in a cave i started watching this um, there's a series on Netflix that's called History 101 and it kind of okay. talks about every every episode is a different topic and it's talking about AI and it's terrifying to see how much it's literally taking over this world. This is not even just social media. It's just technology in general. Like there's no going back because now that we depend on it, like you can't take that away. 
you see those Amazon ads or, 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 or the emails, or you're just talking about something in Alexa. Next thing you know, something pops up. It's like, oh, like everyone, the, it, it's, it's, there's a mission in Perkei Avot that says like everything you do is written down. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's a lot easier for you to believe that now. Cause like everywhere there is, there's a camera watching you. Every single text that you send is being recorded somewhere. Mm-hmm. Every single email you sent is being recorded somewhere. Like Snapchat is disappearing. It's like, yeah, okay. It's disappearing yeah, into, all right. their, into their, into their servers. I had another question for you. How should people, like what signs should people look for if they're, if they're addicted to social media, does that make sense? Again, it's, 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 there's no like clear gauge, you know, big a person like will say that they're addicted, but they'll be like, it's not really, it's not bothering my life. Meaning I, I, I'm on my phone all day. What difference does it make? Like anytime, like, you know, my wife calls me after being on the phone, I'm like, I'm doing work. It's like, <laughs> not, not an excuse. Mm-hmm. Like that's she's right. It's not an excuse. Um, again, you'll start to feel if a person's being withdrawal, if, if they, again, they, you feel that sense when you're on it too much and you know, you see your mood change. You see that there's like, I, I saw like a comedian do a bit where he's like, I don't know what it's doing to the brain. I can't understand the science. He's like, but just leave your four-year-old with an iPad for like a half an hour and then just take it out of their hands without them looking <laughs> and see what they do. So <laughs> like so clearly something wrong is happening so in terms of like seeing those things you know there's no like clear and cut rules like okay like okay you are addicted to your device but it's more going to be when you want to stop and you see like you really can't Mm -hmm. and and i think that's probably like that's really the working definition that that i'm going to keep going back to you know of, of like you know it's it's giving you a little that momentary release but you're starting to suffer negative consequences from it it's like Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm struggling. Like I can't, I can't study or I can't, I can't, you know, get together with my friends. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not able to, you know, sleep at a normal time. I don't like get, get up at a normal, like, it's like, it's, it's impairing my functionality. Mm-hmm. So like when you're a teenager, it's like pretty normal. So it's like, it's hard to, it's hard to tease out when it gets to be a little bit pathological. But I'm saying, what made you feel like it was, it was too much? Like, where did, what was your tipping point? Um, I, it started with, I was, a, it was just a huge time waster. Like it wasn't even that it was like bad for me. It was just, I was spending so much time on it. Like, and for what? And then it started to develop that in my head that like, this is also like not good for anyone. Like this is not healthy. It's not, it's, a, it comes down to like mental health and how like it's taking such a large toll on it. And it's, it's making my mood. Like if I don't get enough, yeah. like, like I'll be upset. But if I, think I, I just posted something on Instagram and I loved it like that's gonna make me happy for the rest of the day if I get a comment from someone that's like oh super popular like oh that will also like leave me in you know what I mean brilliant brilliant I mean how Im- imbalanced can we be or how balanced can we be if our happiness if our joy if our sense of peace if our feelings of, of wholeness you know are predicated on some random person Mm-hmm. Or just like, oh, I had a really good tweet and it only got three likes. And then I feel bad. Like, that's also my, my, my recognition of this, like, oh, this is so, it's also irrelevant. Be like, it would be one thing if I was making money on this. And there are people who do it. And again, how you tease that out. Great. Do you need a social media presence when you start promoting this, you know, your book, you know, you're going to have to do it. It's a necessary evil. And I don't know. I don't know what the answer is in terms of having it in a balanced way. I'm trying to think of anyone who I know is actually doing it in a balanced way. And I don't think there are. 
there's no way for you to do this. I mean, your grandma, yeah, she's doing about your grandma, she, cause she doesn't give a, re- I mean, <laughs> I don't think her mood changes one bit. If somebody liked a picture of her flowers, oh, absolutely, not. absolutely not. Right. Cause she's just like, this is fun. And like, you know, I get to send happy birthdays to people yeah. and it's an obvious, but like, imagine like, you know, putting, you know, putting a picture of yourself and just needing that one person to like it, waiting for that one person to like it, not getting that like, and then feeling cruddy about yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? It's yeah. really sad, but I think it's because our happiness depends on it so much because we put so much time into it. We put so much time into editing the post, making the, like taking the right picture, making the right caption. And because you put so much time into it, you care so much about what comes out of it. But what are we putting time into? What is that? Is that, is that Molly? It's not. Is that Molly? Yeah. I think, right? I think picture. It's a picture. It's a picture. It's a picture. It's fleeting. It's, it's a, a projected image of what we want. And again, your parents are going to like you no matter what. Well, at least your mom will. I mean, your dad <laughs> depends on how we did on the golf course that day. But your parents and your Bar Hashem, again, I, I feel a little bit, uh, you know, I, I feel like I assume familiarity. I, I know your grandma. I know what kind of, I, I, again, I've never seen a more zen and, and open and accepting person in my life. She's one of the most, she's, she's a legend. She's a she's, queen. She's literally. She's a, a real legend. And I appreciate that you appreciate it. Your mom also seems to have a, a pretty balanced uh, mental, mental. She, needs it. she needs it to deal with my dad. Oh yeah. No, she, 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 she had two choices in life. She was either going to sink or swim and she chose to swim again. God bless her. She, she's, I'm still trying to figure out what either, either she got punished in the previous world I don't, or what she, or her reward in the next world. We're not sure, but I'm glad everybody knows about this. But um, mm-hmm. no, she's special people. And when you're a teenager, none of that matters. Mm-hmm. When you're a teenager, the things that matter the most is how you are going to be, you know, relative to your peers. Mm-hmm. You know, am I fitting in? And these are, these are often fun years. And your dad could tell you some fun stories, but they're also challenging. Of Like, who am I? Mm-hmm. Like, what am I about? And, you know, growing up in an Orthodox Jewish community is a whole different trip, you know, because there are other expectations, you know, being a soccer star, totally different expectations. You know, how do you fit all these things in? You know, you're trying to come up with a, with a cohesive identity and you don't have one. So it's like, okay, well, maybe these people will help me understand myself more. And then I've lost that equilibrium. It's like, well, I don't know who I am yet. And you're not supposed to, right? You're, we're figuring it out. I mean, has your dad figured it out? Yeah, I'm taking a cheap shot at your dad. You're like, don't ask me. You're like, Benji, you can't ask me that question online. I can't. He's amazing. <laughs> Fine. We'll talk about Uncle Danny. What's up, Uncle Danny? <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Danny. I love Uncle Danny. Uh, my, my love for Uncle Danny goes deep. But say, like, we were, we, were we, had, we didn't have anything figured out, but we didn't have this pressure when we were teenagers. We, I don't think we felt the need to figure it out. I think we were, we were pretty comfortable not, like, having anything figured out. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and now it feels like you have to be a lot more, okay, what are you majoring in college? Yeah. Especially it's now that it's like college season for us. Yeah, it's real. It's real. And and it becomes competitive. And you start to like identify with all these, you know, I'm a, I'm a this person major. And it's like, that's not who you are. Mm-hmm. That's who you are. We're going to get a little like Zen on us. Like, who are you? And you got to start asking yourself that question. Like, am I what I do? Am I my job? You know, it's like, am I, am I, am I my, inst- like, and you're asking the same question too. Like, am I, am I my Instagram likes? Because if I'm just my Instagram likes, so then I'm 14, whatever that is, or mm-hmm. 37 that person's 252 so clearly they're better than me yeah that's a trip I have a question for you this has literally nothing to do with my podcast but I have I've had a question that I can't find an answer to um 
and I've asked many people, they also struggle with the same thing. How do I not let schoolwork define me? I mean, like when you're in it, you have to accept the fact that, that like, how else are you gauging success? Mm-hmm. What, I mean, what's it based on? You know, you know, if you have, if you have, a, if you have like a social life, if you have, you know, uh, you know, extracurriculars, if you have your grades, you know, like, especially if you want to go to a good school. I mean, I, you can ask, you can ask your dad about, about how he responded to the people who took school seriously uh, in Hebrew Academy. Yeah. He wasn't nice to them and they didn't care because it was small. It was a small school. It was a small school. So everybody knew everybody. It's like, oh, like I remember like talking to someone. I'm like, I don't understand why you're working so hard to get into an Ivy League school. Like, why would you do that? Like, that's ridiculous. And, you know, in retrospect, you know, I'm like, oh, wow, I could have done that. That would have been, that might have been fun. You know, so like, yeah, it would be really cool. I was, I went to visit that. I'm like, wow, this is fun. Okay. Good for you going to UPenn. And like, one of them became like ultra orthodox. I'm like, you know, it's like, it was really great. She, she probably regrets that she even went. So it's like, go for me. like all these things that we think we are when you're in high school, they're not that. And again, we care. I just saw this article that like we carry like some of our high school identities and college identities for a long time. And you don't want to be that person. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be that person because you want to be a growing person. You want to be an evolving person. But if the fact that you care about grades is normal, right? It's, it's okay. But like, just be, if you can, like take that step back and like, if you can remind yourself of like what really matters. And that's again, tying into, you think it didn't tie in, but it does tie in because if we're always on the social media, we don't have that, that, that ability to disconnect. Mm-hmm. And you wanted to talk about, I know about how social media can be a distraction to spirituality and we can insert spirituality with personal growth, peace of mind and the answer is it's like you can never be alone we've lost the capacity to be alone to just be with our thoughts mm-hmm. meaning like you get a 75 in biology are you a good person or not you're like i'm still a good person yeah right like I, you get you, you, you all the time whenever no I, see, but, but at the end of the day it's like if it's not coming from ourselves and we need to start cultivating that and and recognizing that like what really really matters and you could just see that based on like whatever grade you failed what grade are you in now i'm in 11th so like it, it, whatever your worst grade in 10th grade was, you know, what, what was their worst grade in, in, in ninth grade? Tell me what that was. Can you remember that? I have literally no clue. <laughs> you literally, literally no clue. But I guarantee you when you dropped that, you know, when you got that 84 disappointing your dad, not getting straight A's, mm-hmm. you know, cause he's a stickler for these things. No, but when you got that grade, you thought it was the worst thing ever. Yeah. It was like the end of the world. <laughs> it's the end of the world. So it's just, again, when you learn to develop the skills to see like, hey, there's a lot more important things. Hey, look, if you could do better in, in school, do better in school. Mm-hmm. But I, I, you know, it's it's the message that we're, we're receiving and giving ourselves and also how we motivate ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's just recognizing that it's part of the process. Like sometimes high school is things we need to get through, but also having other ways of, of, of being, really just being, of, of seeing how ourselves like in relationship to our siblings, in relationship to our parents, in relationship to our friends, in relationship to our higher power, you know, doing good deeds, our, our, our hobbies, like there's, you're, you're, you're multifaceted, you know, so when you get stuck in one, same thing with you, you get stuck in your social media identity, you're totally bleeped, yeah. bleep that out, I can say bleeped, right? Yeah, you can say bleeped, <laughs> um, I know that you have, you're really into music and you have a beautiful voice, my dad also loves to blast your dad, your dad, your dad fanboys hard on me, which yeah, is pretty, loves it, I want to, I- so for people like me that are creative, what other creative outlets can kids use instead of social media? I mean, you you could you could speak to this. I mean, you've got you've really got the creative genes. The Seggy genes are are, you know, I mean, 
journaling is actually really therapeutic. Mm-hmm. If you can, I mean, this is something that I tell my, my clients and it's something that I, I struggle with because, you know, it's just like one of those things like, ah, like, but like, it's, it's so healthy to be able to get your thoughts down and see the, see the growth and see the development. And, and, and just to have that, the way our brains are wired, there's something so much more healthy than with, the, again, maybe that'll change evolutionarily, you know, in terms of like, you know, the way our brains, but for now to just to write, I'm a leftist, just to write, mm-hmm. um, just getting those thoughts out, to have that space to process it is so good. And any, any type of, of, of uh, athletic, um, mainly cardio, like you build in, you know, a good, you know, 15, 20 minute jog, a day, not a day, you have five to three to five times a week, just to clear your head. Mm-hmm. You know, you just feel different. You're not as, you're not as hooked. You're not as hooked. Turn off, turn off the notifications on your WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. So only when you check WhatsApp, that's because you made that choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it used to be so taboo, I remember if like someone would talk about the things I talk about when I was your age, I look at them and be like, yeah, what are you on? I'll have some of that. <laughs> and it's just like, no, but if you could start meditating now, it's not, it's not taboo. Mm-hmm. You're not reaching for your phone when you're just feeling more, more calm. There's, there's, um, there's a meditation that I sometimes listen to. It's like a 20, 20, 30 minute meditation from a, a really sweet, sweet man. Uh, he's a Buddhist monk named Thich Nhat Hanh. And one of them is like, you know, breathing in. I know I'm breathing in, breathing out. I know I'm breathing out, right? Very simple. And like breathing in, I see my breath getting deeper and breathing out. I find my, I see my breath getting slower. And then he says like breathing in, I smile. Nothing is as important as my joy, my peace. I smile at everything, even to my suffering. It's like, whoa, yeah. like, you know, really getting like nothing, just that idea that nothing is more important than my joy and my peace and starting to really protect that, you know, like I, I'm not going to be around people that, 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 that are just taking that away. You know, like you're not friends with mean people. I know that for a fact. You're not friends with mean people, right? Yeah, you're not. Right. Just like you don't have time for that. You can't have them messing up your juju and getting into your spiritual uh, energies. You know, Bubby Leia would not stand for that. I'm sure she would probably find something good about them. Huh? Not a chance. She already knows what's going on. And she She knows what's up. She she sees right through it. She just and she sees the aura. She's like, no, you need to clean this out. But like in terms of using your creativity, you know, it's, you know, being outdoors. You're in Florida now. It's like, would you rather be texting and watching Instagram or playing, playing soccer, playing tennis, going for a swim. It's just like, we know the answer. It's just like that brain, that dopamine hit, you know, and especially your brain is undeveloped. And that's not because you're not awesome. It's because you're an adolescence. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's part of it. It's going from being a kid to being an adult. Mm-hmm. And so you're in this construction phase. And so you're vulnerable right now. And look, they're, they're going at you. And, and they're, they're, they're going, they're, everything they do, they're doing it for a reason. I don't know, who, who is they? I don't know, the 20 dudes in Silicon Valley, right? That are hiding their hat in your brain, yeah. right? So um, like- Yeah, so yeah. I wanted to ask you some questions about your book. Oh, yes. And more- I was joking about that. I told your mom, she better read my book, but I was joking. Your mom didn't, she's like- oh, yeah, she, she, like, she told me about that. Um, <laughs> I was like, I was like, no, my wife hasn't read my books. <laughs> she, I don't expect her. <laughs> really? That's so funny. My, mom, my wife, my, my mom, that was sounded weird. No, my, I think my mom, I hope my mom read my book. But so my wife, my wife, my wife loves me no matter what. She, I don't need to write books for her. Uh-huh. But uh, she's also getting and, extra points. She's also getting extra points in the next world for putting up with me. Like your, yeah, like your my, my, I was asking, I was asking my dad about like all of his friends' wives on Friday night. And she, and he said that like your wife needs to be like hilarious and insane to put up with you. 
she's she's a beast she's a beast she's like she's next level she really is from a rabbi and like more spiritual point of view with your book i'm going to link it in the description it's called living in the presence a jewish mindfulness guide to every for everyday life (laughs) um um, can you first like explain what your book is about for those who didn't read it including me so so now that we know each other really well like you know i grew up uh you know, in Miami Beach with your dad and, and your uncle um, and a couple of other other kids. And, I, you know, I don't think ADD was cool then. It wasn't like cool to have ADD. So like not everyone had it, but I definitely did. And I'm sure some of those other people I listed also did. And you know, it's just something that like I have always felt like I was missing in my life of just being able to be present, of being able to be more focused, of being more content. You know, again, a lot of energy, a lot of creativity, a lot of a lot of happiness, but still this feeling of being pulled in a lot of different directions. Um, And then in graduate school, I started to get exposed to these ideas about mindfulness, which is on a very basic level, paying attention on purpose, non-judgmentally in the present moment. And we could unpack that definition maybe at another time. And I was just like, wow, I need that. And like, like, and I see how like people could benefit from that uh, in therapy. You know, if you're anxious, you're focused on the future. If you're depressed, you tend to be fixated on the past. So either one of those, you're not in the present moment. And then I started to think more and more about like how that would relate to my own, you know, spiritual life, because, you know, I, I, I'm orthodox, but, you know, I, I really feel like, you know, you could really be going through the motions. And if you're not present to what's going on, you're missing out on the beauty of our spiritual tradition, you know, and, and Buddhism does it really well, but they didn't have 2000 years of being persecuted and we've lost a lot of our traditions. So we have to sort of reclaim that. And again, I think the book was written a, you know, for me to like, you know, you know, start to uncover those roots, but also to hopefully inspire, you know, future generations. And it's a little bit lofty to start being like, yeah, like, I, I really believe that in 10, 15 years right now, Hebrew Academy or wh- whatever, Hillel Day School, there's going to be meditation in the, in the, in the first grade class, you know, before you dive in, let's just take a minute and just breathe for five minutes. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be part of the basic curriculum because otherwise, like, how could you have prayer? The whole idea of prayer is to just be present you know, in the presence. And the presence is like, we believe that God is infusing this moment with its, whatever it is, it's itness, it's thusness, it's beingness. So if you're able to connect to God at this moment, in this moment, in this moment, you're living a spiritual life. When you're at work, when you're in the synagogue, when you're, you know, playing basketball, when you're eating, when you're in the bedroom, any one of those places, these can be all departure points from being connected mm-hmm. to what's happening in the present moment. And we see god as being part of that equation it's just it's just like bringing awareness to it okay okay you're here with me right now great i'm okay right now because i feel like in that support that connection so my next question was what does jewish mindfulness mean but you kind of touched on that i just wanted to like make sure i got it right that it's mindfulness in general is kind of getting in touch with yourself but jewish mindfulness is more coming in touch with yourself and god right but and it's that part of yourself that is god Right. Mm-hmm. That, that, that sense of yourself of like, you know, who you are in essence, we believe is divine. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like we don't want to make a separate like, like it gets confusing theologically, you know, and, and like, you know, God is present, but God is also not. It's like, so which one is it? Like the answer is both. It's a paradox. And that's OK. I'm OK with that. You know, but like in order to like be a, a religious person, if you're not focused on what you're doing, not like you having like amazing kavanas about like different names of God. It's just like, I just want to bring every single one of my faculties, every single one of my senses to what I'm doing. And yet, you know, you know, we have tzitzit in our tradition and like, okay, really nice. You got strings, but like, it's supposed to be a meditative device. Remember 
you remember that, you know, whatever you're supposed to remember from your seed, you're about to put food in your mouth, make a bracha. Like it's a big business, mindful eating, right? Mm-hmm. Mindful eating, you know, sit before you eat and chew your food before you eat. And God knows what, you know, uh, diet, you know, stuff to lay is on, you know, mm-hmm. macrobiotic these days. Oh, what's she on? And it's all, it's, it's all mindful. It's all mindful. It's all about mindfulness, right? So I'm saying, imagine before you, you gulp down that soda, you just pause for one second. A, you express gratitude, you know, and you just appreciate the fact that, you know, this is providing nourishment, nothing Kabbalistic. It's just like, I'm, when I'm drinking, I'm drinking, not I'm drinking in order to learn Torah and to be, to do mitzvot. It's like, I'm drinking right now because, you know, I'm honoring that thirst that I have in me and I'm going to do it in a balanced way. And that's divine. That's, that's, that becomes, and we're just transforming all of the physical into spiritual. It's actually, today is, is, is the 20th of, of, of what the, uh, of, of Kislev, Yudtet Kislev and Chav Kislev are like connected to like when the Lubavitcher, the first Lubavitcher Rebbe got, you know, taken out of prison. Um, and he viewed that as a sign of like, okay, now it's a, it's a, it's a symbol from God that he's supposed to be spreading the teachings of Hasidut, which is just, again, a reawakening of these spiritual ideas mm-hmm. of taking everything in life. And connecting it to divinity, but that that means everything in your work, your work, and your and your play, and your your creativity, and your art. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, like you can look at your your grandfather's paintings and feel spiritual. You could see, like, he took a fruit. Again, you wouldn't think there's anything about a fruit, but if you pay attention to it, I mean, mm-hmm. is there anything more beautiful than a blue pear? <laughs> it's it's just taking a step back and kind of realizing, thinking, act mindfully thinking of what you're doing in the present right just paying attention i mean we can all it, it's 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 too it's too full because you could pay attention like and be really really hypercritical right mm-hmm. you could be really hyper focused so it's like taking that broader attention but it's how you're paying attention there's like there's like another aspect to it which is the kindness aspect which is the loving kindness aspect which is the non-judgmental aspect which is so hard because mm-hmm. naturally as human beings we're wired to be judging so we start noticing it and then we're talking about like when we're relating to ourselves, it's like, hey, you could practice like loving kindness to yourself. You can say, hey, Molly, you're okay. But not like in like a, like a, like a self-help, like rah, rah, rah. It's just like, you know, may I be at peace with myself? Mm-hmm. You know, I tell, I tell, I tell my clients, like if you're not comfortable, like with like the Buddhist, you know, prayer of, of loving kindness, take birkat koanim. It's mm-hmm. like, like, may I be safe? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like. I, I'm safe. It's like, no, you're, or like, may I be happy? Like, I'm happy. It's like, no, if you're not happy, you're not happy. Like, but may I be happy? That's a beautiful thing that you want to be happy and that's nourishing. It's appropriate. But we've gotten away from that in our tradition because we get so focused on the halacha, which we can't give up because the halacha, the, the Jewish law, ideally, I think, is supposed to sensitize us to create this awareness. So everything we're doing is like, not to be oppressive. It's just like, oh, you forgot again. Remember, you wake up in the morning. The first thing you say is thank you. Mm-hmm. I love that. Right, that's who we are. We're, huh? You say, you say modani, but but like imagine pausing for like a minute for you get out of bed and be like, I am so grateful just to be alive, you know. And then taking it from there, and you do the birkata shachar that you have clothing that you are you able to see. I mean, like we're just talking about basic things that we can. Re- I mean, again, a person living a, a life of gratitude is 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 not depressed you can't you can't be a grateful person and experience and like oh benji now i'm feeling depressed now i feel even worse and it's like no it's just recognizing that hey you know we can shift that we can shift that and 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 the negative moods we can also see like okay i'm feeling this right now and i don't have to run away from them now again sometimes there's clinical depression you're going to need treatment you're going to need meds whatever it is you know but i'm talking about like you know those funks we get into and it's like hey 
I don't need to run to my phone right now. I could sit with this mm-hmm. and, and see that, like, you know, even in these types of mood states, you know, hey, I don't have to be, I don't have to be at war with myself. Mm-hmm. We, my- we're also conditioned from, from, I'm sorry, yeah? Yeah, I was going to say one of my favorite parts, I'm oh, sorry, <laughs> one of my favorite parts of Judaism is that we say thank you for everything, things that we take for granted, like a sheriatsar. My thing is trying to say a sheriatsar every single time I go to the bathroom. And that's something that I've never seen before is people like saying thank you for literally everything. I think it makes it so much more amazing. And but that's the mindfulness is when you bring an awareness to something, when you actually aware of what your mom is doing for you, you just feel grateful. And then when you're grateful in this moment, it means you're grateful for all the other moments that happened before then, because like you couldn't have gotten to where you are without all of those. And we know what it's like to be around those people who are just like, who are just grateful, you know, like not, not like in a cheesy way, but just like, they're just like appreciative. And you're just yeah. like, I like to be around those people because you know what? That's nourishing. Mm-hmm. It's so, it's so healthy. And it's, it's so, it's so, yeah, it's righteous. Um, and so, yeah, we want it. It's just like to sensitize ourselves. And again, davening's rough. Davening is rough. I'm not going to comment. I'm not going to self-incriminate, but davening with the minion three times a day, Corona, <laughs> corona it's it. But like when you do prayer, right, you're just pausing. Like you're taking a sacred pause during your day and saying, deep breathe right now. Okay. I'm just going to be, I'm not going to be running around. I mean, like in the middle of your day, you, you stop and just say mincha. And it's like, right because I've been caught up on my phone and I've been caught up in this business deal. Shabbat is the ultimate day of Jewish mindfulness. Mm-hmm. And again, it needs to be cultivated, but like if, you, and, and it's, it's, you know, it's about getting into this, you know, real um, like meditative state of just being like, okay, my work's done. Everything's perfect. And like, no, it's not. There's, there's a lot of poop going on in the world. But like we can cultivate this, you know, as if attitude, like this is the way it is right now. Okay. I don't need to do anything more. And I'm really okay with that. Like, I just, like, there's no mitzvah to do. It's just be here. Just, just, just be here. Sit with the family, sing some songs. There's nothing you need to do. There's no car you need to be in. There's no phone you need to be on. It's just like, but it's hard because we get, you know, we're reading the newspaper and we're getting caught up in the same things and people are having the same conversations and you lose that sanctity. But if you like cultivate it, like I, I you know, if you find time on, on Shabbat to just be you could bring that into the week. And again, a lot of what, what I'm preaching is like taking 10 minutes a day to meditate is bringing Shabbat into your week. That's mm-hmm. the Jewish mindfulness. That's the idea of being like, and then really the more you build up that muscle, you, the, the reach, the reach for the social media. And again, if it's always on your phone, it's always lurking there. You know, it's, it's going to be hard to, to, you know, beat, but mm-hmm. you'll be a lot more wise when you're responding to it. I think. Mm-hmm. So it, you kind of t- just touched on this also, right? how social media distraction is spirituality. It kind of takes yeah. you out of that mindful state and you're doing something. You want to elaborate? I don't know how to explain. No, but I think can you mindfully be scrolling your Instagram, you know, feed. Absolutely. Not. I mean, I mean, like maybe if you made a conscious choice to stay with one, read every word, Breathe in, breathe out, and then choose, feel your, you know, the focus at, you know, your finger as you press the yeah, like button. I'm a single person that would have a patient. Your brain is completely like, you're like, it's like, oh, yeah, it's brainwashing. Know? Everything's on. It's, like- it's like, it's like, oh, somebody died. No, nope. sad face emoji. Oh, that person had a baby boy. Mazel tov. It's like, oh, terrorist attack. Oh, chaval. You know, and just swiping, swiping. And like, mm-hmm. it's like, where's your iPhone battery at? It's like, I'm at like, you know, in terms of presence. And you're like, oh, I'm at like, I'm at like 7% right now. I'm in the yeah. red. 
So yeah, yeah I mean, like, and also you constantly feel like you're missing out, mm-hmm. right? I I, I, I I created this acronym called FOMO. It's called Fear of Missing Out. I think I'm going to trademark it. I don't know if you've heard of it. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. There's a, you're not missing anything. You're not missing anything. Like, you, you can't, like, I see your, your dad golfing with, 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 with Uncle Danny, and I'm just like, I'm feeling jealous. I'm like, wait a second. I, I can't feel jealous. Like, I mean, I can, but like, what am I, I can't get there. It's yeah. even if it's corrupt, like, I'm not able to be there. It's like, why do I want to feel cruddy about the fact that I'm stuck home in the, in the freezing cold right now? Yeah. It's like, it's still, it's like, we're putting ourselves into these positions, like, and we're actively like inviting it in. And again, it's back to that refrain of nothing is more important than our joy, our peace, that peace of mind, that menuchat nefesh, that yishuv adat. And I'm giving you this. I'm already giving you the spiel. I'm sure your dad's already preparing you for all this stuff. But like the rabbi or the rebbetzin who says a lot of nice devar Torahs but isn't living with peace of mind, they they don't speak to me anymore. You know, I want somebody who's present. I want somebody who's there. I want someone who's authentic. You know, you might not be able to say the biggest and best and most brilliant devar Torah, but like it doesn't matter anymore. You know, every single piece of Torah is like at the click of your fingers now on, on, you know, and, and mm-hmm. so it's more about like the person and, and how they are developing. So in terms of being like a spiritual person, I don't think you could be a spiritual person if you don't possess the ability to be alone, the ability to be present. Like you talk about people who are gedolim, like really, really, really tremendous. And all you hear about them is not about their 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 erudition, their wisdom, their brilliance. It's not like, oh, he was so normal. He was so down to earth. He was so like, when I was with him, I felt like there was no one else in the world. And like, mm-hmm. it's getting harder and harder to feel that way when you're talking to someone because they're thinking about their phone. They're thinking about their phone buzzing. And so when you have that with you and they've done research, they say like, even with the phone being on the table, you know, the person's ability to concentrate. Yeah. Because you're just thinking about what's going on. A lot of people say that like putting your phone down next to you is better than is, I mean, it's obviously better than putting it face up, but still having it right there is just the temptation of it being there is a lot harder. It's constantly tantalizing you. And you're always thinking that the next text message is going to be somebody asking me to be on American Idol. I don't know how they got my phone number, but like, (laughs) it's never that. Look, I tell my clients, I said, do yourself a favor. And, and, and and I'm pretty good with this, but I could be better. So thanks for the musser. Don't touch (laughs) your phone. Don't touch your phone till like the first hour of the morning. If you pray, great. But even if you don't, don't, I guarantee you, you will wake up in the morning more pissed off than when you started. That's it. There's no, there's no way that the news, all on the news on your phone and all the text messages and all the emails that you're going to get are going to be like all positive. It's just not happening. It's like, who needs it in the morning? So you have a little bit of space, you know, to just, you know, do your self work there in that time. It's the jog, it's the meditation, it's the prayer, you know, that, that, that that's the best time. Um, so, but yeah. So finding a solution to this problem that everyone has been facing also more specifically teenagers how can teenagers connect to spirituality in this era with phones and everything no i think i think they, i think they could do the same thing the adults are doing but i'm saying it's, it's it's cultivating this earlier now it's 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 starting to not buy in to what you're being sold and like the same way that you were inspired to do this podcast the same way like nobody came to you so yeah so like the same way that you were feeling like this is a giant waste of time like it's going to be reclaiming that. And it's like, you know, starting to get into like, what's really important to me. And look, you're going to have to make hard choices the same way. If you want to go on a diet, you know, you're going to have to cut out your favorite foods. And like then Hanukkah comes around. It's like, well, it's the donut season. It's yeah. donut season here. It's like, it's Laka season. It's like, yeah, there's always going to be an excuse. 
you know, to, to figure out what you're doing. And, and again, I don't think you need to go all or nothing because you're just going to end up being frustrated. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you take you take off one of the apps. No, nope, that's it. And, and again, having these discussions, because I think people are starving for connectivity. People are starving for real connection. And it's the same thing as like eating fast food in the place of, you know, the, the brown rice and the steamed vegetables and the, and the you know, the, the chicken breast or the salmon. It's like, okay, I'll just fill up this need to be seen and to, to feel alive with, with Twitter, with Facebook, with Instagram, with TikTok. Mm-hmm. And it's fast food and it's going to, you know, clog your arteries mm-hmm. or numb your, numb your heart. <laughs> and and in, so in terms of connecting to spirituality, I think that there's so much, it's, it's ironic because while there is so much of that distraction, I think there's a lot more, you know, in terms of learning, at least from our tradition, um, learning, you know, more esoteric subjects of, of Torah, you know, like chassidut and spirituality. Like, it's not crazy for, for an 11 year old, 12th grade girl to say, oh, yeah, you know, I'm learning Tanya now, or I'm learning about Breslov or something like that, or I'm learning about, you know, Jewish meditation. Like, no one's going to be like, oh, that's so weird. I mean, like, or, or doing yoga. It's like yoga wasn't a thing in the 80s. Right. It just wasn't. But now it's like it didn't exist. I mean, it existed. You were weird. You were you were you were some practicer. I mean, your, your grandma probably knew it. But, yeah. you know, but you were you're some practitioner of some, you know, Hindu mumbo jumbo. Yeah. And now it's just like basic mindfulness is like mindfulness in the bedroom, mindfulness in the in the in the classroom, mindfulness in the kitchen, mindfulness in the corporate you know room. You know, my, it's like it's 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 become like a fad already. But like if you want to really cultivate real spirituality, you know, you, you could tap into your traditions. You know, what would it be like to have Shabbat and just only speak about, you know, I don't know, things that weren't, you know, current events, just talking about, I don't know, things that are more connected to, to, to essence, to soul, mm-hmm. um, doing charitable, you know, volunteering and things like that. That's spiritual mm-hmm. um, prayer. And forming, forming, um, you know, people are very now starting, you know, again, it wasn't like, it wasn't introduced by Rebbe Nachman, but like, you know, to do it, bow to do it, like, you know, just personal prayer to God, you know, just speaking it out, like finding time alone. I mean, again, I don't want to embarrass him, but your, your dad has sent me pictures of him praying at the beach sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. and he, fe- he really feels connected to nature. He so we need, yeah, but say, we, we need connecting to nature. Yeah, so I'm saying the person needs to connect with that. And again, it's hard not to connect to nature. If you're not a nature person, like, hey, okay. But if, if you do it enough, it's hard not to. So it's like, it's, you have to be more diligent. I mean, just because we're, we're being bombarded by these messages, it doesn't mean that we should give into it. It's all the more reason that we need to really stand firm and be like, wait a second, I don't want to go this route. Because we all know when we're having these honest conversations, everyone feels better. It's like, wow, what's better, sitting on your phone all afternoon or going out with your friends and, you know, doing whatever, you know, 11th grade girls do <laughs> or, or boys and girls. I don't know. Yeah. You know? So whatever. It's like, Hey, yeah, we was, you're, you're a soccer player still, right? Yeah. Does it compare? What? Being on my phone? Spending, I spending an afternoon, spending an afternoon on your phone or spending an That's afternoon. You know? I also, every, every time I'm on my phone, especially this happens to me a lot after Shabbos, even though I don't have social media and I'm not like jumping to that, even like, the second Shabbos ends and I'll check my phone and I'll check the messages. Like, it's just like brainwashing. Like, I don't even, I can't even explain the feeling. Like my head just goes into a different state because all of Shabbos, I'm being alone with my thoughts and reading. I'm taking a nap, which I never do. And then the second that Shabbos ends, it's 
right back to the messages being back to the grind. It's back to the grind. No, it's it, and you're really touching it, and it's it's great that you have the sensitivity, and I'm blessing you that you keep you keep fostering it and deepening it because it will happen. It's just like it's it's so hard because you know we've become so dependent on it. But if you set healthy boundaries with everything in life, mm-hmm. you know, but it's really hard to have boundaries with something that's stronger than you are. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like you know, it's 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 uh, yeah, and that's and that's why, that's why Shabbat Shabbos is such a gift. You know, it's just like such if you because it, it could see it could be so oppressive. Friday night you can't go out. It's like, and then you start to realize like I don't want to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do anything. Again, you're miss, you're gonna miss that concert. You yeah. know what? You know what? So what? Better again? Like I can't even imagine what it's like to not have Shabbos. And again, I'm not trying to proselytize. I'm just saying like I, yeah. I don't know. Shabbos is like the like it's it's. I get down. Da- I get down Saturday night. I really I get down because it's like ah, uh, you know, because like there's we have this desire to just like chuck the whole thing and just like. Let's just go. Let's just go chill with, with Grandma Leah and just like sit and then yeah. burn, burn some sage. <laughs> my dad, my dad's favorite mitzvah. He always tells me this is Shabbos a hundred percent because there's so many aspects. There's just so many aspects to it, and I think that's one of the things he's passed down to me is that Shabbos is one of my favorite things in the world. I look forward to it every week. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. And look, you. We're not going to embarrass you on 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 public. Uh, <laughs> television or whatever on but like you've 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 been most their nefesh you've sacrificed for shabbos mm-hmm. and that's i mean that speaks a lot to 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 your parenting and also to the character that you have mm-hmm. because you know a lot of a lot of kids your age when faced with like a decision between you know their jewish values and other values you know it could be really confusing and and it could you could you could be very frustrating mm-hmm. um you know what i'm talking about right yeah nothing makes me more upset to find out that people are going on their phones on Shabbos. There's nothing that makes me more upset. Right? Because you, 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 you've been given a gift. Mm-hmm. You know, but if it's not, if, it's not if, if the gift isn't packaged correctly, then the gift can feel oppressive and frustrating. But mm-hmm. when the gift is given and you realize like, wow, like this is, what, this is what gives me my, again, back to the joy, back to the peace, back to the be able to be, back to the be able to have the face-to-face conversations. You know, the, the quality family time. And again, I imagine that your, your Friday night table is, is, is as labor dick as mine, you know, but I feel, I feel like, I feel like everyone at your house is wearing clothes except for your dad. My house is still a little, it's still a little, we're still touch and go. Oh, actually it's the opposite. He hates it because it's like something he really takes seriously. And I come to, sh- to Friday yeah. night dinner in pajamas and he tell, tell, tell him to let it go. Tell him to let it go. Tell him, tell him, tell him. I think he's hard to accept it because I just say no and come to pick it up. No, but the fact is, it's like whatever you're wearing. The fact that you can articulate that it's become such a critical part of your week. Mm-hmm. That's it. I mean, what, what re, again, and that's getting back to the model. It's like, stop getting focused on the externals. Mm-hmm. What we want to get back to is essence. Like what really matters? Again, we, when we're with enlightened people, when we're with Sadiqim, we're with people who are self-actualized, they never look at the outside. Yeah. The outside, they're never interested in that. They could care less. They could care what you did last summer. They're like, they're just with you right now. They're seeing you who you are at your best. Mm-hmm. They're seeing the good in you. We want to be able to see the good in ourselves. But if we're constantly trying to create this image of who we are, we start to lose focus of who are we? Mm-hmm. And again, when you're a teenager, when you for sure don't know who you are because you haven't even developed that yet, you're going to be even more susceptible to that confusion. So like all the more so the need for this type of show um, of just like talking about it and talking about it. Like, and like, you don't have to always practice it, you know, you, but the fact that you're talking about it and, and trying to bring it into your consciousness I really like there's a there's a Hasidic saying like hey, amanti ki adaber like I believe because I spoke but it was just like the more I talked about it the more I actualized it into into reality. It's mm-hmm. like yeah I want to be this person and in Judaism 
we're not so process focused. I mean, we're not so we're not so results oriented. If it happens, it happens. Great. But the process beforehand, the intention, you know, like why we're doing it, that's really key. And that's always going to be internal. The person who's shuckling or dressed a certain way, we know that that person can end up on the front page of a you know newspaper saying, oh, that person did not do so well with his taxes or something. Yeah. Right. So again, the externality, we get we get lost in it just same way that, that, that we can get lost in the externality of the social media. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we want to be cultivating more, more inner inwardness and, and that inner space. And, and I think we have the means in our tradition to do it, but it has to be done in a way where it's coming from, you know, the inside out and not the outside in. Mm-hmm. Thank, well, thank you so much for coming on. This- are, you me? Are, we, are we friends now? Can we be Facebook friends? I'm just I'm not, I thought we were I'm best friends. The second I do, I, again, I'm not your uncle. I'm, I'm, I'm Benjamin Thomas's uncle, but I, I, I love <laughs> I love your family dearly. I love your family like they're my own. Um, I would, I would, I would take a bullet. I, I wouldn't take a bullet for Gaby. I take a bullet for Danny because probably no one's shooting Gaby. But I would definitely <laughs> donate. I would definitely donate a non-essential body part for your dad. In a <laughs> I love him to death. He is, he is a soul brother of mine. I think he's a beautiful soul. I, 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 I miss him. I miss him very much. So when your mom asked if I would do this, I said bismcha. It was really an honor. Thank you so much. This was amazing. And I really, really appreciate it.